Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. everybody and welcome to the kachat it's the only podcast brave enough to ask the question hey what's up with cars i'm lucas southworth and i'm john bishop that was like a full second behind was there is there a delay or did you just get distracted i just got distracted hey you know what happens man how are mm-hmm. you doing today johnny well i'm very distractible uh, apparently there we go mm-hmm. but are you going to be distracted from our episode topic that you should tell the listeners. I don't know. I'm just, my head's all up in space. I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> nice. And I know what you're thinking. You're, I'll, I'll, I'll role play as you for a second, listener. Wait, that was clearly uh, a pun, meaning they're going to do a space episode. But they already did a space episode. And you're right. But we're doing another one. Because... <laughs> There's new information, folks. It's not new information. New information to us, at the very least. And that is that apparently there was almost a space spinoff of cars slash planes. Now, uh, when when was this? When did this almost happen? It almost happened, and right off the bat, you should know it's can- it was canceled because the studio that was making it doesn't exist anymore. That being Disneytude Studios, who made Planes and Planes Fire and Rescue. But it was announced in 2017 and was supposed to be released on April 12th, 2019. Hmm. Okay. So after such fantastic content as Planes Fire and Rescue, somehow that company went under. <laughs> yeah, man. They also made a lot of the straight-to-video uh, sequels, like... Uh, the Aladdin sequels and stuff. So who knows what happened to them? <laughs> but we could have had a sixth canonical movie in the Cars verse, but we don't, and that's a shame. But we okay. want to talk about what it w- what could have would have been, you know? What could have would have should have? No. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm sure we'll get into if it should have happened or not. But first, let me just read this article. I think it's actually, it might be a different article from the one I sent you, Joe, but it was the first one I found. Uh, it's from The Hollywood Reporter, titled, Disney Unveils Cars Plane Spinoff That Will Go to Space. Again, released in 2017, July 14th, to be exact. And I won't read the whole thing, but I'll read a couple quotes from it. The footage was something akin to Top Gun on steroids. <laughs> with planes that go all the way into space. The planes had faces like those seen in the two installments of Cars spinoffs Planes, which hails from the Disney division, although Lasseter made no direct mention of the franchise. 
In the footage, after showing two planes zooming through a desert landscape, a third plane rocketed down from above, showing that no matter how fast that duo was flying, it was no match for this plane. And as the plane hurled through the stratosphere, a title card came up reading Space. But that proved to not be the title of the film, as other words came up around it, saying that this space will be filled with a title in the future. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah. (laughs) So their joke movie was a joke that had a joke. Yes. But it sounds like they were making it until, again, Disney Toon Studios shuttered their doors forever in 2018. Okay. So... First off, yeah. I'm just going to get this out of the way. Uh, this movie took the Richard Branson approach of, eh, it's close enough to space, and just went with planes instead of like a rocket. Yeah, that's, honest to God, man, that's going to be a lot of what we talk about, I gotta imagine. Because they're, it explicitly says they're all planes, you know? Mm-hmm. It doesn't say they're rocket ships. So importantly, it doesn't say they're rocket ships. It doesn't say they're rocket ships. doesn't say they're uh, spaceships. They're just planes. But they can go to space, potentially, or at least to the edge of the atmosphere, which, as you said, is kind of like space. Uh, I don't know if my tone conveyed this, but I was uh, trying to hint that, uh, no, it doesn't count. <laughs> no, it doesn't, but they did call it space. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe these planes, they just got to the edge of the atmosphere in the trailer. They were going to save these planes' first foray into the world of, you know, space travel for the, for the movie. Mm, okay. So space, the movie, it's not called space. That's about going into space. It's a teaser. It's advertisement was, hey, these things can't go into space. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I found another quote about it saying, the theatrical feature film explores the future of aviation, taking moviegoers to the edge of discovery in the air and beyond. So they're still sort of like implying like, oh, they probably go to space, but they're even sort of hedging their bets here by one, calling it the future of aviation, which like, I don't know if rocketry is considered aviation. I couldn't tell you. It's aerospace. Yeah, that's what I sort of figured, but just to be fair to them. but I mean, they're both aerospace. Yeah, I guess aero is. But even in this, it does say take them to the edge of discovery, even if it does say and beyond. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds okay. like it would have been a really dumb movie that we could have made a bunch of episodes about. And I wish it existed. So this entire movie seems to be something like that one scene in the movie Iron Man in which he first has his like new suit flight and he goes too high up and he almost dies because of it. Yeah, like b- before he gets the de-icer or whatever mm-hmm. he needed. Yeah. Yeah. If they make this movie to be a similar storyline of, okay, so in planes, we've got a plane who wants to be a different kind of plane because he's a crop duster. He wants to be a racer. If they make this movie about a plane who just wants to go to space... And then he does. And he does? I'm going to take strong issue with that. I think you're absolutely right, too. If and only if 
if they were going to do that, I don't know, man, just make it Dusty Crop Opera at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he already conquered the world of around the world aviation races and is like and conquered the world of forest firefighting. Mm-hmm. After which he reconquered the world of aviation racing because Dusty can have it all. Yep. Oh boy, man. He had three different careers and was great at the second two. You know, I think he was great at crop dusting. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I feel like he was all right at it. But at the same time, his employer didn't seem to care that much that he was leaving. Yeah, but if I remember right in the movie, it's a very much like, oh, you won't make it. You'll be back kind of dick move from that guy. Yeah, but at the same time, if he's your only or best employee, Mm. you're still going to be bothered if he leaves. That's fair enough. Maybe it was a sort of like his heart wasn't in it kind of thing, Mm because clearly it wasn't. But I got to imagine with like the tight turns Dusty's able to to partake in he could have been very good at crop dusting he you know is also just a crop duster so there's that i feel like with crop dusting one important thing is that you got to go consistent probably a relatively slow speed uh and just going back and forth which is going to be boring and since he's the kind of person who likes going fast and likes the the crazy excitement of the turns and all that jazz that he's not going to enjoy it at all. Like any part of that process is going to be just not something he can be into. That's fair. And that's obviously very important to like being good at your, not necessarily, but it can be very important to your job performance. So I, I agree that he probably wasn't the best crop duster ever. And folks, it's been, so long since we've seen planes please don't correct us if the employer says you're the best crop duster we ever had or something in planes quite frankly we don't care uh (laughs) i think i'll stand by he has the natural talent and abilities to be good at crop dusting he just never would have put in the time and effort to be Mm mm-hmm Okay. But and at then, space travel. He's just going to go to space because, yeah. uh, little known fact, uh, in Planes, Fire, and Rescue, he gets his engine fixed and he's not got a new engine. It's better than new. It's better than new. So good, in fact, it can take him straight to space. And man, wouldn't that be interesting? The little guy's scared of heights, or at least mm-hmm. he used to be. That's big height. Mm-hmm. He overcame his fear of heights. In one way, now he's got to overcome it in a very different, more intense way. <laughs> I would say a, a much more intense way, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what would this movie be about? <laughs> From the three, four sentences we have, what would you say the plot is besides just plane goes to space? Like, what's what's the emotional resonance of this movie? What what's What are... What is our hero overcoming? Not being able to go to space. All right. What is or what should be? Let's start with what we think their plot would have been, and then we'll get, we'll make it better. Um. Well, it says something akin to Top Gun on steroids. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty cool movie already. <laughs> I'm guessing there's a lot of uh, homoerotic 
tension. Yes. And uh, it's going to be some some weird, oh, the government's starting a new program, and you planes are going to space. And uh, they're all like, ah, oh, cool. We can do that. We're going to space. We're the we're the the best guys around. And then there's this new guy, and he's all like, "Well, actually, I'm the best guy around." And uh, he has to learn to respect them, but they have to learn to accept him. Mm, classic. He has to learn about teamwork. They have to also learn about teamwork, but differently. Mm-hmm. Kind of movie. Okay. Uh, it's gonna have a second act full of hazing and goofs. Uh, it's, it's going to be a romp, but it's also going to be weirdly dated. And the, uh, like the big crux of it is, uh, there's, there's a thing that happens in space and they got to go to space. Yeah. It, and the new guy is the only guy who can do it at first. I, yeah. I'm, I'm sort of seeing the like tropes that you're describing. Like it, the first half is a classic training portion of a movie. Like all the movies that start with, uh, oh, they've got a train to go do this thing. Uh, and then the thing happens a little m- before they're ready and other trained people can't do it yet. So they mm-hmm. have to go do it the, and prove that they've learned in their training correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's one guy who's a part of the team. He's just a rocket ship. <laughs> and he's the only guy who accepts uh, our new hotshot at first. Uh, and he gets stuck in space and <laughs> Hotshot has to save him, but he's only able to do it because the other two who have been used to being like the leads, uh, they have to learn to support him. Mm. Now, Rocket Ship sounds like he would be good to be their sort of trainer, their perf- their like teacher coach character, since, you know, he can already do it probably. <laughs> I'm thinking he's the trope of like, the scientist or the the engineer that's a part of the crew but he's different and uh he's not like the other people in the crew he's like seen every now and then and he's supportive and he's nice but he's also quirky Mm. yeah okay (laughs) works for me (laughs) i it sounds like a pretty cookie cutter little movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) that they probably would have made and i think that's Hitting the hitting hitting the bullseye for Disney Tune uh, and how they make their movies, but you you did allude to maybe spicing it up a little bit, Johnny. Okay, you got some spice uh, for us. What let's, should this? Let's go over to the spice cabinet. This is a new segment. What uh, what should this movie be? It's exactly that, except okay. First act, introduce an alien. Yes, the hot shot. Secretly, he crashes to Earth. Yes. All right. So it's about getting him back to his planet. And he needs to figure out, like, he's got amnesia. And mm. he needs to learn how to to space travel. But he's afraid of heights. Again, we're doing it again. And his name, Dusty Croppopper. It's been a few years since he crash landed, folks. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Since his engine's been repaired and is better than new, it activates uh, a beacon that sends a message to him. It says, "Uh, son, we've been looking for you for so long. Uh, I'm guessing the crash turned off your uh, communication device. It's like in the Iron Giant 
he crashes and he gets a big bump on his head that he can't auto repair for a long time. Mm-hmm. And that's what sort of make like inspires his childlike behavior for a lot of it. And then he, he eventually fixes it and that allows him to access his full weapons of mass destruction and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course there also has to be a, uh, a sidekick character who is just a really cute spaceship that's just like a little alien dog. Yeah, like the the weird alien from the Flintstones. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's a reference anyone will get. Do you get that reference? I do, but he also wasn't a, a pet. He was a nuisance. The is it the Great Kazoo? It's something like that. I'll figure it out. The Great Guzzoo. Guzzoo. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's gonna be something like that, except he's just gonna be the marketable one that they sell so many toys for, and. Um, there's just going to be near the beginning when the crash happens, the uh, person who helps get him out of the ditch that he has created is uh, of course Mater. Yeah. Yeah. I'm imagining for, for some reason, I'm imagining Hal Jordan finding Abin Sir sort of, mm-hmm. uh, which is again, another reference I'm sure everyone gets. Those are the green lanterns. Mm-hmm. Obviously Abin Sir dies and is crashed to earth and his power ring goes to Hal, and he becomes the Green Lantern. You're caught mm-hmm. up. Fun little fact. Fun fact of the day. Okay. Uh, in one of the continuities, maybe still be canon, uh, the ring was originally supposed to go to Kyle Rayner. Oh, I didn't know that. Neat. But yeah, that works for me. Do you want Mater to be a mainstay in this story, or does he want it to just be a cameo? Just a cameo. Just a cameo. I don't even know if we actually get Larry the Cable Guy. I don't know if we're going to have Mater speak or say anything. He's just going to be there for a little bit. I could see just like a sort of wide shot of a tow truck facing away, pulling our alien out of their little crater. But like we can tell it's Mater. Mm -hmm. Because like, for sure. I don't know. That's exactly the kind of nonsense Mater would be into. Mm -hmm. He's done something like that before. (laughs) Yeah, he, he... Okay, at some point, we do have to address Mater's two space-based adventures. Mm-hmm. One alien-based adventure on Earth and one alien-less adventure in space. Mm-hmm. Maybe the rocket ship is the same one from Moon Mater. I would like that. And maybe the sidekick dog character is the UFO. The UFM, John. Come on. I guess Mater is the UFM. Yeah, Mater was the unidentified flying Mater. Sounds like they identified him, though, if it's if they know he's a Mater. I mean, did they, though? Because, like, they never checked up on him after that. I guess. <laughs> I guess. But yeah, the little UFO with Mater buck teeth would be fun. That's why he's the UFM, because he's got Mater teeth. Mm, okay. Okay. So, so the return of the UFM... And that one spaceship from Moon Mater. Everyone was waiting for it. Mm-hmm. But finally, it's here. All right. So what's the new technology that lets planes just go into space? Is it something that uh, we find because of the, the crashed down alien? Could be, yeah. I feel like the main issues with planes going to space and... You should take my word on this. I know a lot about aerospace engineering. The main issue is they can't escape orbit. 
Like they don't have enough freaking speed and they also are designed to go sideways instead of up are the two sort of issues I see not involving any sort of life support systems and being airtight and whatnot. (laughs) Have I, have I hit the nail on the head, John, would you say? I do think we have planes that are capable of escape velocity. Really? Wow. That's cool. I don't so check it's it's the second part of they're not built for space that that's where it gets dangerous is the people would die yeah the people super would die but there aren't people in these ones they're squishy bits but i don't know just tighten some stuff up (laughs) keep it tight come on i can't believe the engineers have never thought of this it's a little bit more uh silicone caulking it'll be fine yeah and I can't imagine, like, even disregarding, you know, life support systems that these planes don't have to go to space. Again, they're, even from, like, a mechanical standpoint, they're designed to fly through the at- our atmosphere with air and stuff. So, I, at the very least, they wouldn't be nearly as efficient as at going to space, I gotta imagine. Because, mm-hmm. like, the issue I see with the plane is at a certain point if you read if you need to redesign it too much it'll just start being the space shuttle mm-hmm. which looks sort of like a plane but it goes to space now do we think that that's the solution is that our our plucky heroes who are just planes who want to go to space just have their bodies completely changed i want to say no but as we've learned in planes <laughs> in the scene where gosh i hate planes i don't hate it it's not a good movie though where they have if you want to be an athlete lucas all you got to do is cut off your testicles something like that because they could have they have dusty so insistent on keeping his crop dusters for half the movie and that could have been cool they could have done something with it and then halfway through he's like yeah okay get them off I'll be fine. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, maybe it's supposed to be you got to learn to learn to adjust and adapt and accept that your path to uh, your career that you want isn't exactly what you were hoping it would be. I don't or know. Or maybe man. it's uh, another capitalist capitalist nonsense message of hey, do whatever you want including maiming your body uh, so long as you succeed in a capitalist society. I think it's probably that. And they didn't have to make a testicles joke about it, but they did. And like at no point was I thinking before that, oh, those are Dusty's testicles. Dusty's testes, if you will. Mm -hmm. But then they did it. Now I do think that. Now he doesn't have them anymore. (laughs) Sorry, I'm off track. We're we're probably going to watch Planes again at some point. I'll save it for that. And here's the weird thing. They imply you can just put it back on. So it's not even having them removed in a human sense. It's just having a vasectomy. Yeah, like you're absolutely right in the same way vasectomies are largely reversible. Mm-hmm. It's, it's this absurd notion of, hey, to be an athlete, you have to set aside your manhood, I guess, in ways that don't make sense and will make you more aerodynamic. But because Dusty can do that, he can get yeah, he can get right up there, I bet. I've thought of a less 
upsetting thing that it might be. Okay. When you're trying to be more arrow or fluid dynamic in a sport, there is a sport that is actually accurate of you have to remove something to do it. Like hair? Yep. Yeah. Shaving your body, your everything, so you can be better at swimming. Yeah. I don't know. His crop dusters are literally part of his name. They are part of his identity. It's weird. His name's not Dusty Crop Duster. Well, his name is (laughs) Dusty Crop. You just switch those around and you may get the implication there, though, Johnny. (laughs) His new name is Stee Hopper. Sure, why not, man? But this is not our Planes Revisit episode. This is our (laughs) Planes Spinoff But in Space episode. So is it a plane spinoff? That's an important question, because I hope not. Are, are you saying, is it a plane spinoff in the same way Planes was a Cars spinoff? Yes. You don't want it to be a spinoff of a spinoff. I don't want it to be a spinoff of a spinoff. Realistically, I don't want anyone from Planes in it. Oh, no. Yeah. Me neither, <laughs> man. There is no one who I really care to revisit from those movies. Uh, so hopefully, but like in the same way Planes doesn't have really anyone from cars in it they could do that Mm. but space planes Hmm. all right so space the final frontier these are the voyages of the space space interspace i'm gonna stop you there (laughs) and go over to the wiki quote to stop john from rambling give me that jean-luc picard of the day i'm I'm very much not going to do that, John, because we are going over to worldofcarsdrivein.fandom.com slash wiki slash cars and Star Wars crossover. (laughs) Okay, Uh, let's do this. Basically, there was a crossover for the diecasts that they make between cars and Star Wars. Noticeably, in the body of the text here, it says it was revealed at a Star Wars panel that they would be doing a crossover with cars, which just seems weird to me. You'd think they you'd think they'd reveal it at a cars panel because I don't know, this the fact that they're with Star Wars is much cooler than the fact that Star Wars is with cars. But I digress. Well, Lucas, yeah. Think about it in the worst way. Okay. Which of those two is more likely to be seen by more people? You're absolutely right. This was an economic decision. I'm not going to say it was a good one, but it was a decision. But the actual body of the wiki quote today is, I've, I've got a little game for you, Johnny. Basically, how these little crossover diecasts work is they would take a character from Cars and basically modify their look so that they were an existing character from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you the first one just so you get the idea. Lightning McQueen was luke skywalker fair enough yeah they they actually did two of him one in his pilot costume one in his jedi costume so the game is i tell you the cars character you tell me what star wars character you think they dressed them up as well fortunately you have taken the one that i knew yes that is fortunate for me (laughs) you're absolutely right so i'm just gonna go down the list here and we're going to start with Doc. Who is the Star Wars 
analog to Doc. That would, of course, be uh, Obi-Wan Ben Solo. Yes, Obi-Wan Kenobi got it in one. And, I mean, again, makes a perfect amount of sense to me. He, I guess, (laughs) lightning is to Doc as Luke is to Obi-Wan. Sure. (laughs) Then we do go right on over to Mater. I like that you're you're ignoring. Uh, no, I you said it. Yep, I know. I I added solo, so that was uh, three different characters. One of them was the same character twice. Yes, who's Mater, John? Who's Mater who's in the Star Wars universe? Who should Mater be, or who is Mater? I don't know, man. You tell me. You can tell me both, but only one gets to be your guess. All right. Uh, if we're talking a character that actually makes sense. I guess he's the uh, the mascot character who's supposed to be really marketable, so like R2 would make sense, but it's not going to be R2. Sure. If we're talking old machinery, I guess we could go for C-3PO, but it's not going to be C-3PO. Of course. Han Solo is a good option because he's like an actual the sidekick character, uh-huh. but I would really hope that it would be Chewbacca. John, none of the four things you said are correct. <laughs> because they did have Mater go ahead and dress up like Darth Vader. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> does I mean, it does make a certain amount of sense in our interpretation of Mater. <laughs> well, in our interpretation, I think it would make more sense to make him the emperor. Yeah, he'd be, he's more of a Palpatine. You're absolutely right. But I don't know. Darth Mater also rolls off the tongue. Yeah, that's <laughs> honestly. I feel like that discussion is, is exactly what happened. Is I mean, yeah, but people like Darth Vader more, and also Darth Mater. <laughs> then we go over to Sally, John. Okay, so Sally's got to be Leia, right? Yes, which does unfortunately make her Lightning sister. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that we... does not. Well, actually, no. The worst part is that increases the amount of sexual uh, chemistry they have. Yep. Don't love it. John, who do you think... I'll give this one to you as a double, which may give it away, but I'll do it anyway. Who do you think Luigi and Guido are? Huh. Well, there are are two doubles there, but since mm-hmm. it's Luigi and Guido, uh, they're going to disrespect them and make them R2-D2 and C-3PO. Got it in one. Luigi is C-3PO because he can speak English. And Guido is R2-D2, I gotta imagine, because he can't, and he's also smaller. Uh, do you want my more positive interpretation of Guido? Sure. It's because he's far more capable physically. Use, he's more useful. He has like things he can interact with. That's better. I think it's probably the thing I said, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> John, who's Fillmore? Okay. Uh, is it Chewbacca? No, he is not. Fillmore is the very wise... Okay. Oh, you were going to say Yoda. I was going to guess Jabba the Hutt. (laughs) I can see why, unfortunately. But no, the wise speaking in riddles, Yoda. You you got it from my intonation there. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, Fillmore is Yoda. Who do you think that would make Sarge? Um. And... Consider uh, the fact that I may be trying to trick you by what I just said. <laughs> or make a comedic point. Oh, boy. Uh, let's go real Buckwild Lando. No, he's not 
for whatever reason, Sarge is Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> okay. Like, I get making Mater Darth Vader to an extent of just like, Mater's one of the famous ones. Vader is the most famous person from Star Wars. Let's just do that, the name connection. But like, I don't know, everyone else is a good guy besides Mater and Sarge. Now, now Lucas, I will say, I did think Palpatine was an option but because he's not a big enough character, I assumed it wasn't Palpatine. Yeah, that's uh, also. But the reason I thought it could be Palpatine is because the enemy of Yoda. Yeah, that's fair enough. A shriveled old man, but the the opposite. The militaristic ways of him also make make a certain amount of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Then we got our boy Ramon. Okay, is Ramon Lando? No, but that's close. He is Han Solo. Okay. Okay. Makes us, he's sort of, honest to God, Ramon's maybe the coolest one in Radiator Spring, so I get it. I mean, is he actually cool, though? He does show off his taint to unsuspecting visitors. Yeah, that's fair. But the cool thing is you can get a version of him frozen in carbonite, and that's very funny <laughs> to me. Red, the fire truck. Is he Chewbacca? Big and he can't talk. You got it, baby. Yep, yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, then we got Chick Hicks. And I know what you're thinking, John. We've done the two big antagonists, so who would they make the actual antagonist of Cars? Please it's a good don't question. tell me he's Lando. No, he is Boba Fett, because okay. they're both green. Now, I keep saying Lando, but that one, I was worried it was Lando because he's the, like, I guess, frenemy. Mm. Uh, but... He's more just an enemy. <laughs> yeah. Now, Lando's the frenemy. We got just three more. First, we got the king. Okay, the king. The king strip weathers. He's not going to be Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, that wouldn't have made a lot of sense for him. Hmm. And are we talking just original three? Yeah, yeah. There is no one from the... I don't think anyone from the prequels or the sequels. Okay. Hmm. This is... uh, Is he Grand Moff Tarkin? (laughs) No, John. You've guessed it 30 times, but I guess get, I get why you wouldn't think the king would be Lando Calrissian. I just didn't want to be wrong about Lando again. Well, I mean, again, it makes sense why you wouldn't guess Lando for the king strip weathers. But, okay, I'm going to flip the game just a little bit here. Okay. There are three sort of like stormtrooper, royal guard, sand trooper things that you could get. What sort of character, or what I'll, I'll, what kind of car do you think they made these? Or what kind of vehicle that I changed it to vehicle should give you a hint? I mean, is it forklifts? No, they made them tractors. So they're just cattle. Yeah, they're just okay. cattle. And then similar game, uh, we got... A certain kind of vehicle representing the Jawas and the Ewoks. That's that's forklifts, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sure. Sure. Uh, I would say it'd probably be more like the. Uh, I can't remember their name ever, but from Planes, Fire, and Rescue, uh, Maru's crew. Oh, the smoke jumpers. Yeah, the weird mm-hmm. little creatures. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And just as a bonus, you know the mouse droid 
the, the mouse droid. Yeah, like there's a droid that just is like a little thing in the mo- in like the Death Star that goes around. People call it the mouse droid because it's tiny. They made it a cone droid instead. It's just a traffic mm. cone that's black. Uh, it comes with <laughs> if you get Sarge as Emperor Palpatine, you also get a cone droid. <laughs> Do we think that that's just because when people say, oh, let's make Sarge Emperor Palpatine, their immediate thought is, that's not enough. I do kind of think that might be the case, John. People aren't going to buy that. No, it's just Sarge? Okay. It's Sarge as Emperor Palpatine. You're only making like five of these, right? Because I don't think you're going to sell more than five of these. Man, good stuff. Good stuff. And by good stuff, I mean bad stuff, but like, honest to God, let's see, which ones would I want from this? All of them. I mean, sort of, but mostly I would want... Carbonite? Ramon is Han Solo and Carbonite, because it also comes with the king as Lando Calrissian, which is the other one that made not a lick of sense to me. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. So there's that. I thought that was a fun little thing. It's space themed. Are we going to draw any conclusions from the fact that there's been a Cars, Star Wars, a Star Cars crossover? Uh, We can, but I don't think there's anything other than as a cash grab. Yeah, like, could there be a canonical... I think the only canonical assumption we can make from this is that just Star Wars exists as a movie in the Carsverse. Now, uh, George Lucas likes to say that he made his movies as a a repeating poem. It's like poetry, it rhymes. Mm -hmm. It's like poetry, it rhymes, uh, which is meant to be that there's the same arc over and over again, and that's just how the Force works. So, mayhaps, Mm -hmm. uh, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, that... Star Wars actually did happen in the Cars world, uh, and for some reason, those—that's just how everyone looked. I'm gonna flip that on its head one more time, John, and say, maybe in this faraway galaxy of Star Wars, but like the present. So, in the far future for Star Wars, maybe Cars happened in the Star Wars universe. And they just evolved into cars. And bada bing, there's your origin stories, Star Wars. <laughs> but not really. My issue with that is that yeah. the crossover has them all being cars. Yes. So that would mean that in the Star Wars timeline, they were cars. They become cars in the future. Are you saying that what's going to happen is that Star Wars happens? Sure. Then our world happens? No, no. I'm, and I'm... then Cars Star Wars happens. And then <laughs> our Cars... world, Our world is not involved. Just in the Star Wars universe, in the far future, uh, they all become cars, <laughs> is all I'm saying. And they're these cars that look like the cars we know from the movies, cars. Okay, but then how do we explain the Cars versions of Star Wars? Because that's what they look like in the far future. They because they just Luke Skywalker's back. Uh, he's a car this time. He's Lightning McQueen this time. Okay. Okay. It speaks for itself, John. Mm-hmm. Like sure. I don't I don't know why yep. you're overanalyzing it. 
No, I, yep. Clearly, I understand. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. All right. Now, you've just said, of course. Uh, you're which right. Which brings me to something very important. Really? The force. Okay. <laughs> An argument as to why you're maybe right. The biggest yes. argument we have all the time. Yes. What of their hands? You constantly give the force to these little cars, John. That's mm-hmm. all you do. What else would I do? How else could we explain explain any of this? Uh, and the answer is midichlorians. Bada bing. <laughs> the cars got them midichlorians. There's a car pun in there somewhere. I'm not going to get it. So how, Lucas, I just, let's just talk about this for a second. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about midichlorians? I think there's no reason the audience needs to know how the force works. And even if they did, it should be, they're doing magic. Who cares? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so I'm all for hard magic systems. I like the idea of knowing what someone can do, how they're doing it, how everything works. Uh, that's why I like Brandon Sanderson books so much. Uh, he, he does hard magic systems beautifully. Uh, the force, however, I think is best with the soft magic system explanation of a wizard did it. Yeah, just like they're space wizards and they follow an ancient religion that allows them to access the force. Mm-hmm. And like, even if you were to explain it more, like, I think leaning into their like religious beliefs of, you know, being Jedi or leaning into just like it's they are one with the universe in a spiritual magical way is way more interesting than ah he's just got a bunch of stuff in him and he can interact with the stuff that's everywhere because of it and i will say i think while i do have opinions on midichlorians like i think there are some star wars fans who get way 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 too heated about them like, who mm-hmm. cares? It was mostly a throwaway line in the prequels anyway. Mm. But I I understand feelings about it. I don't understand, like, impassioned hatred or anything like that. Yeah, like, uh, you can you can think it's dumb. I do. But, like, yeah. it's, it's fine. <laughs> and here's my, uh, I don't know, bold opinion of the day. Here we go. I really enjoyed The Last Skywalker. Mm. I didn't. I really enjoyed it because, and this is a bad way of describing it, I understand that, because it let itself be stupid. Real quick, you, you've conflated two names of movies. You mean The Rise of Skywalker? The Rise of Skywalker and The Last Jedi. Uh, I meant The Rise of Skywalker. See, I really like The Last Jedi. <laughs> so I imagine we have very differing opinions about these two movies. <laughs> yeah. I I didn't like I didn't like the Last Jedi. That's I did fair. like the Rise of Skywalker, and I think the reason I really liked the Rise of Skywalker is because, to me, it was very much what Star Wars has always felt like. Uh, like the original three, they weren't great movies. <laughs> they were That's a bold claim. <laughs> very enjoyable movies. They they okay. set a lot of precedents, and uh, like. The ideas behind them were fun. It was an, an enjoyable story, but like you get down to it, it was uh, it was the hero's journey repeated like note for note. 
in no like obfuscated or even like disguised way and on top of that it was just like oh we took this from japanese cinema we took this from japanese cinema uh we took this from a french comic strip uh the took a lot from westerns yep even weirder the uh like a lot of the western tropes were tropes that westerns took from japan (laughs) Yeah, that's also true. You're right. Yeah, it's the, the the Seven Samurai is a big influence. And like a lot of what's good about Star Wars is stolen. Yeah. And what like you'll hear this a lot, it was saved in the editing bay. So yeah. it wouldn't have even been good without pretty great editing last minute. Just so many aspects of these movies were not high quality. But the thing is it was still just a fun, enjoyable, don't think about it kind of thing. And that's how I enjoy Star Wars. It's fun concepts, uh, some interesting visuals in a space opera. And as long as you... Uh, oh, yeah, it's it's the Force. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's poetry. You just... If you just accept it at a, a kind of face value, that's when it is its best to me. And I get that. I fully respect that i think i would make my argument for the opposite of the last jedi really like drew more from the originals in my in my head because i i see what you're saying about uh rise of skywalker drawing a lot and being very similar to the the originals uh but for me what i really love about star wars is like the heart of star wars like the visuals are cool and fun But like what I really love is like, hey, Han Solo and Luke Skywalker are best friends and they will do anything for each other. Uh, And Luke cares deeply for his sister, Leia, etc. And like, I think the heart and the characters, they absolutely nailed for me in The Last Jedi. I'll agree the pacing was pretty weird and bad, but like just, I don't know. Like, as cheesy as Rose's line was about, like, that's how we win, not by killing those we hate, but by saving those we love. I was like, oh, man, that's Star Wars. That's just Star Wars in a nutshell. I love that. And I will also argue that Last Jedi has some really incredible action set pieces and really cool space stuff that happens in it. Oh, when they when they uh, did the I don't know how to describe it. There was one scene. Those two uh, ships colliding at that light was, speed or warp or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah, and like th- that to me is like the perfect like space nonsense. Like, yes, love that. Like, people are like, "Oh, uh, if this was a thing, why wouldn't it happen all the time?" Who cares? That was the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and also awesome. because hundreds of thousands of people died. <laughs> yeah also and they had to intentionally do it yeah but but like totally i get what you're saying i think we just sort of like and and i'll agree that there is a lot there is heart and character in rise of skywalker it just really shown in last jedi for me Mm -hmm. Uh, i just think we value different things about these movies a little Mm -hmm. bit more than each other that's okay and that's how you disagree with each other well i know this is a cars podcast uh some some complaints 
for either movie just really don't make sense when you consider the universe as a whole. My, I guess one of my bigger complaints about The the Last Jedi, uh, I got three big ones. Okay. This is just the rest of the episode. Probably. Okay. Uh, just so you know, everybody. <laughs> one of them is that one of the storylines didn't need to happen. Period. Casino Planet was wild and weird and bad. I, I gotta assume that's what you're talking about. Their mission was to... They they do all this stuff. I don't even know if it was Casino Planet. Oh, I'm not remembering it very well. It's been a long time. Sure. There was one, and it was, we're going to make sure this happens. We're going to go on to the other ship, and we're going to do all this stuff. And nothing comes of it. Mm. Like there, Like, if you took that entire storyline out of the movie it wouldn't have changed anything and sure yeah that that frustrates me uh another thing is that i like the the idea of prophecy meaning something and uh having some significance even if it's not what you think it is in the star wars universe and oh you're nothing you come from no one like a lot of decisions in that movie felt like oh J.J. Abrams established this thing, and I don't want it to be anything. So I'm just going to get rid of it. See, I don't know, man. I love Ray as a nobody, and I hated. I and it. A lot of this is that they just were playing hopscotch with directors with no real vision. Which what mm-hmm. what, what why? It's Star Wars. <laughs> yep, it's the big one. But Ray as a nobody was so 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 cool to me. Of like having the protagonist be a female Jedi and then establishing, Hey, anyone could be the protagonist of star Wars. It doesn't have to be a Palpatine or a Skywalker or a Kenobi. It's like anyone could be a hero like this. That was like, yes, that was another like, yes, this is star Wars baby moment to me. And then in rise of Skywalker, they're like, eh, Palpatine's here. I was like, huh? why why is he here he hasn't been here this whole time what's going on and they're like ah ray ray's his granddaughter and i was like no stop it get it out yeah i i I get and i see what you're saying of like that was a weird shift from the direction they were going in force awakens Mm -hmm. but it was a shift in a direction I liked a lot. So it didn't bother me very much. See, I would agree if it weren't for it being a shift. Yeah. If it were just, she's a nobody, I would have liked that. But they kept talking in the first one about how she has this important connection and then it was nothing. And that frustrated me. And then they made it something again and it felt like, okay, I can be okay with it now, but I still, I'm not happy about that middle bit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where I guess Kylo was just like, ah, he was living up to his sort of internet troll kind of mm-hmm. persona and being like, ah, I was just trolling. <laughs> Don't worry, Ray. You mad, etc. cetera. Uh, last thing. God, I hated Kylo and Ray kissing. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. He. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he tortured her. He killed your father times. figure. He tortured you. You're in everything about this is bad. Uh, and I'll 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 admit Adam Driver and uh, 
remind me, race actress. Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley. Uh, they had some chemistry that, sure, but <laughs> t- t- I don't care. Don't make them kiss. Mm-hmm. Don't make them kiss each other. And I'll also admit that that was sort of set up by their Force connection in mm-hmm. Last Jedi. But the Force connection, I felt like, could have been instead like... Siblings. Siblings would have been neat or like just a, hey, you two are on opposite sides of the Force. You are equal and opposite forces to each other. And that makes you connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would be like, yeah, cool, sure. And the way they filmed those scenes was super duper cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were there were two kisses that I didn't agree with. But then again, I look back on it. That's Star Wars thing. Oh, no. Yeah, it's it's classic. They, they do kisses that shouldn't happen. And the, oh, arguably the... one of them, sh- like it happening wasn't a bad thing. It was just, it felt inappropriate to me. But like, hey, the, again, Star Wars, inappropriate kissing. They should have put Finn and Poe together. Cowards. <laughs> Absolute cowards. I don't know. I wanted I wanted Finn to be with Rey. I could, and I would have been happy with that as well. Mm-hmm. But man, I don't know, man. They had some, John Boyega and Oscar Isaacs. They had some chemistry, man. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like. I didn't uh, feel uh, a sexuality behind it. But again, it's it's Star Wars. I don't. The sexuality <laughs> in Star Wars doesn't make sense. That's you're absolutely right. I, uh, and for anyone who hates uh, Rose, I mean, don't. She she's a perfectly acceptable Star Wars character. Like, there's no reason to hate that character, even and, if you disagree with what she did. Like, there are other characters who did worse things. Like, and if you hate Kelly Marie Tran because of it, come on, man. Uh, I had another thing since this is the episode now. Uh, <laughs> this is my silly complaint. It felt like it was trying to be too good of a movie. <laughs> okay, I'll admit that does feel silly. <laughs> The cinematography, phenomenal. Like, even even the music was pretty great. Like, everything about it just seemed like, oh, we're just going to up the ante. Everything is going to be focused on quality. We're even going to do the storyline. We're going to make sure that this is a grounded human story. We're going to make sure that everything, like, we're not going to focus on the Force because focusing on the Force is focusing on this uh, broad mysticism. We're going to focus on people. And when I watch a space opera... I'm all about big action and uh, broad ideas and uh, some silly shenanigans. I like. I don't watch Star Wars because I want character studies. That's fair, I, and I get that. But like again, I'm complaining about the thing you liked about the movie. Yeah. <laughs> if I had just watched the movie looking for that, I would have really enjoyed it. Sure, and I I get and appreciate that. I think it's like I don't know. That's like the the thing I watch movies for is for fun characters who i like mm-hmm. in the same way that like pacific rim is so good not only because it has some just killer action and incredible cgi and like their big robots and big monsters but like also i just really care about like raleigh and mako and idris elba's character whose name i've forgotten and even the crappy australian one like they're so well written characters, even if the story's a little silly. Mm-hmm. And I, someone said it a long time ago, and I agree with it. And I probably said it a time or two on this podcast, but 
I really felt like Pacific Rim could have been like our generation's Star Wars. Then they made the second one. <laughs> yeah, and then they made the second one. It was real bad. It was. Uh, okay, I had a thing. Oh, yeah, I feel like a lot of people can't complain about what Last Jedi did with Finn, which I understand to an extent, but also like, A, Rise of Skywalker did not do much of anything with Finn besides sort of imply he had the Force. Mm-hmm. And B, Force Awakens is the one that put him in a coma that he had to resolve at the beginning of his movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, I agree that I would have enjoyed a diff maybe a bigger or different part for Finn, but like, I don't know. I think that it's not as genuine of a complaint as people say it is sometimes. I don't know. I feel like the second one did take him out and just sideline him a lot. And then the third one didn't know where to go from there. So I don't know. Yeah. I I liked Finn a lot more in The Force Awakens than I did either of the other two. And I'll agree that that is the best Finn movie. Like, Mm -hmm. I I agree that his part isn't great in Last Jedi and could have been better. But I think if they hadn't put him in a coma at the end of Force Awakens, that would have at least helped his part in Last Jedi. Oh, the Luke sacrifice was super cool in Last Jedi. So, so cool. Perfect, like, combination of pacifism, which was a really cool way to do it. Really cool trick. And a good send-out for Luke Skywalker, in my opinion. Hmm. I I don't know. I might agree, but my feelings are very spoiled by, oh, you took the hero of the first three movies and just made the rest of his life really sad okay i i see where you're coming from with that i think it could have definitely they could have made more of it happy definitely the stuff with the scene where he drew his lightsaber on kylo ren i feel like a lot of people complain about i actually really like that for luke who has like his whole arc in the first movie is he has trouble not giving in to anger and fear Mm mm-hmm and I think the way he force projected and died at the end was a perfect redemption of him not giving into anger and fear. But I mm-hmm. also get what you're saying that they did make it just like, yeah, oh, yeah, things went downhill for Luke, huh? Yep. And I get he's Yoda. That's yeah. that's his thing. He's Yoda. But he made a mistake and lost all of the new younglings. And he just ran away? Yeah. Yeah. But they did establish, again, in Force Awakens, that nobody knows where Luke Skywalker is. So they had to, like, have some sort of, like, hey, where's Luke Skywalker? Why isn't he around? Kind of mm-hmm. deal with him. Could it, could it have been a bit less tragic for Luke? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that that's that's, again... Not a problem I would fully attribute to Last Jedi. Yeah. But anyway, John, we got to say something about cars before we end the episode. <laughs> something about cars and space. It can be about Star Wars and cars if we want, or it can be about the space spinoff that we sort of forgot about halfway through the episode. Up to you. Well, early on in the episode, we were talking about how a plane go to space, plane no survive, plane die. Yes. Unless. Unless. 
Space Princess. Say more. <laughs> well, we have seen a character who is essentially human okay. uh, survive the vacuum of space. It's Princess Leia. Oh, she does survive via the Force in Last Jedi. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. So maybe sure. that's... Uh, we talked about how what of their hands? It's the Force. What of their surviving in space, even though they're planes? It's the Force. And you know, John, what are X-Wings, if not space planes? I mean, that that's what they are. They're space planes. Bada bing. Sorry we didn't talk about the, the space spinoff that much. But also... I think we talked about it for 45 minutes. Yeah, I'm not that sorry about it. We have uh, Sometimes we want to talk about Star Wars. We're human. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. It is very human to want to talk about Star Wars. And uh, join us next week when we talk about The Mandalorian. The Vandalorian? I think we've made Ooh, that joke before. Probably. But in actuality, are you still down to do our plan for episode 105 of rewatching Cars 2? Since it's been a hundred episodes since we've watched Cars 2. Let's do it. Hey, look forward to that, folks. And if you want to watch before then, I guess do. This is the most notice we've ever given you that we're watching a movie. So you have no excuse this time. Uh, But until next time, thanks for listening. (laughs) That's what I say. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much for listening, especially to our ramblings on Star Wars. I'm sure that they were all takes you've heard before. It's been so long since those movies came out. (laughs) But it was really cool that you listened anyway. And if you want to send us stuff to talk about, even if it's not about cars, if you just want to know our opinion on, I don't know, what's what's another thing the internet got heated about a while ago, John? I mean, the internet's just been on fire for two years now. That's fair. Anything. (laughs) Specifically, cars would be nice, but I don't know. I'm not your dad. You can send us whatever email and tweets you want, and you can do so at our email, which is thekachat at gmail.com, where you can follow us and tweet at us at twi- on Twitter, uh, at thekachat. Both of those are all one word. It's no hyphen in there. Now John talks. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, uh, rate, review. Tell anyone and everyone you think might be the least bit interested in this kooky little podcast. And... Until next time, remember to float like a Cadillac and sting like a... And sting like a Beamer. You're not taking away my <laughs> my words. I'm going to still say them. Float like a uh, Cadillac, sting like a Beamer. I'm the editor. It ends there. Okay. Uh, so I did come up with one more idea. Should I keep recording? I mean, this could be like our, our last Yahoo, I guess. Okay. Lay it on me. What if space is about getting that car that uh, Elon Musk sent into space back safely? Gosh, darn it, John. You (laughs) saved this for one hour and 16 minutes in. That could have been half the episode. Yeah, but now we got to cut it. Now, like, cut it right after I say it. I know how the comedic timing works. (laughs)